1: The Jericho Network on Westwood One. T-I-J, 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 brand new day, new day rocks, new day sucks, however you want to say it. New day is here today on Talk is Jericho, Xavier Woods, Kofi Kingston, and Big E. They are New Day. They'll tell us what they think of the chant now, how that clap got started, where the whole preacher gospel gimmick came from, why the three of them are, e- are even together in the first place. They're a great team, and they're a great team uh, outside of the ring as well, as you will hear. Great chemistry here today with New Day. I'm going to tell you all about them. I'm going to tell you right now, uh, kicking it off with the new latest Me undies design of the month, Route 66. That's right. You'll get your own kicks on route 66. It winds from Chicago to L.A., more than 2,000 miles away. Get your kicks on Route 66 when you wear these special meat undies. And get a whole lot more, if you know what I mean, when you get yourself hooked up with a brand-new pair of sexy beast meat undies. They got them for men. They got them for women. You know, I know, they know, they're the most comfortable skivs on the planet. You know how important comfortable it is because we wear our undies 365 days a year, sometimes without washing them. Now you don't have to worry about it because you got great new Uh, uh You're going to want to uh, change them out every day because they're so fancy and stylish. I'm telling you right now. Uh, you know what makes Miandis so comfortable? It's because they're made from a Modal a fabric that's twice as soft as cotton. I actually got a text from Despewee this week saying he wants some more uh, MeUndies t-shirts. And I said, I don't have any more free ones. You're going to have to go buy them using my code Jericho on MeUndies.com. We'll get more, more of that later. Uh, but the Modal, a fabric, it's twice as soft as cotton, pulls moisture away from your body so that you stay cool and dry all day long. Like I said, MeUndies also makes hoodies, socks, t-shirts All of them soft and comfortable as the undies are due to the modal. And when it comes to online shopping, I know having to pay for shipping sucks. MeUndies knows that too. That's why all orders in the U.S. and Canada ship for free. F-R-E, okay? Free. F-R-E. If you're still not convinced to give these MeUndies a try, how about this? MeUndies has a money-back guarantee. If you don't love, and I mean love with capital L, your first pair, then you keep it for free. You literally have nothing to lose and everything to gain except for perfect, comfortable undies. The we uh, endorses them. Go to MeUndies.com slash Jericho and you'll get 5, 10, 15, 20 off your first order. 20% off your first order. That is so cheap, that's one-fifth off. Go ahead. You got nothing to lose, everything to gain. Go give it a try. MeUndies.com slash Jericho and get 20% off your first order and go do it now.
2: I have people that come up to me and they say to me, Hey, Roddy. We remember when you slapped Mr. T. And... I have people come up to me and say... When my granddad was alive... We watched you... We watched you shave Adrian Adonis' head. And Chris you want to bury these moments? No. These moments are to be celebrated. These moments... Last year, I was in the Royal Rumble, and when I came out in Madison Square Garden, 24,000 people jumped to their feet, and just for one second, Chris, I felt like I was back in the first WrestleMania. that was the thrill of a lifetime for me I have one hip and I hurt all the time but as long as these folks here say so I will crawl down here on my hands and knees to give them one more memorable moment because old school's cool.
1: The amazing promo skills of Rowdy Roddy Piper passed away last week, uh, You know, what can you say that hasn't already been said? Complete shock. It's one of those things where I was uh, actually in San Diego. I was about ready to uh, do a a Talk to Jericho interview, actually. And I got a text from a sports writer in Toronto saying, Hey, um, would you like to come on the air tonight and talk about the career of Roddy Piper? And I was just kind of like, well, why? You know, is this like a Piper retrospective or something? Are you guys big Piper fans? You know, you never put two and two together when you hear something like that. And then I get another text that says, "You know, Piper died," and I'm like, "Oh no!" So I look it up, and lo and behold, Rowdy Roddy Piper passing away at 61. Um, you know, and, and it's funny too because I've known Roddy for years, and I considered him to be a friend. I always enjoyed seeing him, and actually worked an angle with him into a WrestleMania. It doesn't get much bigger than that. And I kind of you kind of forget these things, and. You know, for example, when I went back and watched that promo that he that he cut there, that was in uh, Spokane, Washington, and the idea behind the angle was originally I was supposed to wrestle with Mickey Rourke, and then Rourke pulled out, so Vince kind of uh, reconfigured it to Jericho versus the Legends, and there was three of them. It was Jimmy Snuka, Ricky Steamboat, and Roddy Piper, and um, obviously, you know, Piper was the driving force behind it promo-wise, Steamboat was the driving force behind it wrestling-wise, and I did a promo with them every Monday night. Each guy, like first it was Snooka, and then it was Piper, and then it was Steamboat, or whatever the order was. And when I got to Roddy, you know, he had been doing, yeah, kind of these goofy type promos that he'd been doing, you know, where he'd talk about movies or, you know, he's very kind of scatter scattered thinking. But when we got there to Spokane, and I said, "Listen, Roddy," I said, "You know, um, you can say whatever you want to say, but I want the Roddy Piper." from WrestleMania one, you know, I want the Roddy Piper that didn't get the respect he deserved for being one of the architects uh, of, of WrestleMania, because you guys know the story had WrestleMania not been a success. The company could have gone down the drain. And of course it was built upon the back of Hulk Hogan. But as everyone knows, without a good, good guy, uh, actually let me rephrase it without a good, bad guy, you can have no good, good guy. And Piper was such a strong heel and he really sold that show on, on the back of his promos. And very quick with it, very sharp, very funny. So when we showed up in in Spokane that night, um, I said, you know, if it was Spokane, I believe it was, and I said, you know, I want the Roddy Piper from 1985 that did not get the respect he deserves for being one of the architects uh, architects of WrestleMania. And, uh, you know, I want the Roddy Piper who sold out Madison Square Garden that night and who put this company on the map with those promos. And he said, I get what you're saying. I get it. And went out there and cut this impassioned... Amazing promo against me, because um, my whole shtick was that you know the old guys should just retire and leave, and you know as like you said he said as long as uh, as they want me to be here I will be here crawl down the aisle do whatever I have to do to to get uh, to get to get down here and, and perform because we love performing the thrill of it and I, I think. It could be his last great promo. Like great promo. You watch the clips of some of the greatest stuff that he ever did. I think that ranked right up there with it. And I think it surprised a lot of people just how damn good it was. And I think it surprised a lot of people who forgot how damn good Roddy Piper was as well, including me. I forgot how great Roddy Piper is and was until the moment he passed away. And much much like Dusty Rhodes, and you start going back and looking through all these great moments and all these great promos and matches and you like it's always a shame that somebody has to pass away before you 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 realize just how damn good they were and if you're talking about you know wwf in the 80s it's hogan and piper that's it i mean maybe savage goes in there too and and distant distant fourth uh, ultimate warrior maybe there's an attraction but what put them on the map and 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 made that company what it was was hogan and, and piper and i really honestly believe that and um, I was fortunate enough, like I said, to have some some real good times with Piper, and got even closer to him over the last couple of years. When we both started doing you know podcasts for Podcast One. Um, as a matter of fact, even last year in Portland, I, I did a RAW there, and I think Roddy came out at the end to do some kind of a special thing. Maybe it was Hogan's birthday or something like that was going on, and Piper was there, and uh, you know everyone was cheering and freaking out, and it was he was a surprise, and then when he came back. Everyone was lined up on the stage, and when he came back up the stage, uh, he's like, You gotta come do my podcast. I'm like, Yeah, I'll do, I'll do yours and you do mine. An hour on yours and an hour on mine. He's like, Let's do it. And unfortunately, we never made that happen, never made that podcast happen. And I was a big fan of of his podcast here on Podcast One. It's such a train wreck, you know, so rotty, just completely over the top and, and, and fragmented, and, you know, mispronouncing names and not quite understanding different things. But, I just really loved his the way he did things in his stream of thought. And actually, the last time I saw him, if you guys remember a couple months ago when I talked about the Rockwell Hall of Fame when I snuck into the bathroom to hear Yoko Ono pee, um, which is a story unto itself. And then, um, you know, one thing led to another. And I ended up missing my flight to go to a, a signing in Boston that I had. And I got there just in time to kind of, you know, hit the line for the last, you know, hour or so, whatever it was. And Piper was on that signing as well. And I was doing pictures uh, where people pay like the VIP, you know, setup where they take pictures with you, um, kind of around a curtain. And, and I was taking pictures, and someone came up behind me. It was Roddy, and big hug, and you know, talked to him for a few minutes. And how's things going? What are you doing? And I heard you missed your flight. And I've been there before, you know. And uh, I love his saying. But he said, my, "My my wings are big and black." <laughs> but um, unbeknownst to me, I mean, we took a picture together, which I posted the other day on Instagram. But unbeknownst to me. Somebody took a picture of us having a conversation and then giving each other a hug at the end of it. And they posted that picture the other day. And I just saw that uh, I saw that picture of me and Roddy kind of in this embrace and um, kind of summed up that guy to me, you know. And uh, I posted it on Instagram at Chris Jericho Fozzie if you want to check it out. Just two guys we didn't know the camera was on, you know, hugging each other. And, uh, you know, it was, um, it was it, 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 I'm glad that that picture exists because it's a good memory, and it reminds me of what Roddy was all about. Great guy, great family man, always very complimentary. You know, I I didn't know him in his crazy days. I just know him kind of in his later days, and uh, there was always kind of uh, comparisons between Piper and Jericho, promo styles, and, and, you know, being able to be a catalyst of getting, getting results when you needed them or whatever. And actually, even in 2000, sorry, 1997, when I went uh, to talk to Eric after my first year in WCW, he told me he was going to put Piper and I in a feud, a heel Chris Jericho versus a babyface Piper. Maybe it was a heel Piper and a babyface Jericho. I don't remember, but I think that would have been classic, you know, but um, it never, it never came to play. So, which is a drag because I think it would have been a real blast to do something like that. But. It was a real blast a few years later when we got to work in WrestleMania. I mean, um, like I said, I mean, the promo th- that build that, that that up were tremendous. I don't think Roddy was happy about the match, and I don't blame him. It was like, he I think his time in the ring was maybe a minute and a half. You know, I'm beating Roddy Piper in a minute and a half. And this is a guy who never did jobs, ever. So, you know, had the whole show been about us, and I could have done 10 minutes with Piper and, 10 minutes with Snooki, although I don't know if I would have been able to do 10 minutes with Snooki. It wasn't very mobile. And, you know, 15 minutes with, with, with Steamboat and then another five minutes with Rourke and, you know, five minutes of them afterwards. You know, if we would have had 30 minutes, it would have been great. But when you go out there and you get 15 minutes and you got all these different things you got to do, unfortunately, Piper's time got cut and it was a very, very short match. And I think I might have even pinned him with an Enziguri, um, which is really weird, but... Uh, I don't think he liked the match, and I don't blame him, but I know the the promo's leading up to it. You know, overall, that segment at that WrestleMania was a great segment. It wasn't a great match, and and it it wasn't intended to be, and I don't think it could have been, but the segment was a huge, huge success and a huge hit uh, on that WrestleMania. I believe it was 25, 24, and one of the big reasons for that was Roddy Piper. So I'm glad I got a chance to, to, to work with Roddy Piper. I'm glad I got to know him as a person. I'm glad I got to see him a few days ago, and I just texted him actually. Um, I'll look up that text right now, uh, just to see when the last time that I texted him. You know, I think when when somebody dies, you know, it's just a a very, I don't know, it's just a very bittersweet thing, and it's something that you don't ever want to have to deal with. And when it happens, um, you don't really know where to go. So, anyways, uh, yeah, I just texted with Piper last Friday roddy uh, i love you and god bless you and we'll see you on the other side man one of the greatest of all times and more importantly a great great person a great man and if you live in the portland oregon area or if you want to go head up to roddy's funeral that's on august 12th and it's a public funeral so if you got anything that you want to say to hot rod go up there and wish him well as uh, he's laid to rest august 12th in portland oregon all right sad uh, sad story but Roddy was all about fun and about the promo and about keeping some energy up and New Day definitely has that vibe and they're one of the hottest tag teams in the WWE right now and one of the best chemistry as well as far as guys in and out of the ring they are New Day
0: the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble
1: In, uh, in the locker room, a specially constructed podcast room just for New Day. The
3: base, the bunker. Yeah, it's oh, great. Right? It's great. Big and it's
1: Wallace. funny, too, because when we were talking about doing this, we finally put together, Woods was like the leader now.
3: <laughs> wow. Wow. Look at you already wow. trying to drive the wedge, oh, Ridge, wedge, drive, wedge, wedge driving no, no, no cracks in the
4: no, new no day
1: cracks. No cracks. He, in yeah city. he was kind of uh, the one that we were negotiating this through <laughs> I think was, I just happened to see him hanging around And I sent you a text that said we said we'll be here And I said be there or be And I was looking for a square emoji And I found like this black square oh, And he goes be, well, be there or be black <laughs> or, or be square I, don't I was know. like no no be there or be a black square That's what it was Done <laughs> <Not laughs> So this, you guys have put together this pretty hot act uh, now. I know it's New Day. Did it used to be mm. Brand New Day?
3: <laughs> it's almost like when people say New Baby.
1: Okay, you're right.
3: <laughs> it's always going to be New. So be it was it's new, new Day. day.
1: Yes. Yeah, always New Day. Okay. Yes. And this was kind of constructed in the tried and true tradition, yeah. and I'm kind of speaking just from what I think I know. Of a bunch of guys that basically didn't have anything going on and decided to get together and put something together. Is that basically what was happening?
3: Um, essentially, we've got, the story can take many different turns. So uh, uh, I debuted and wasn't really doing anything. Um, and so I kind of had an idea, because Rusev was beating the hell out of all of us. So I like. Here or in NXT? Well, at NXT, like six TVs straight, he was beating the hell out of me. I came up to the main roster. Then Rusev came up chasing me and beat me up <laughs> up here. Yeah. He's he going to get you. Yeah. He, he get you. Rusev, Rusev's got it. Um,
1: and this is Woods that we're talking to. And this was this the name you had in NXT, Xavier Woods? Yes. Or if you're in Mexico, Javier Woods? Yeah, Javier
3: Madera. Oh. We're going to get specific.
1: <laughs> Which is Spanish for Wood? Yes. Okay, that's great. See, I learned something today. Uh, but I had an idea. Because you're the guy that I know the least out of, out of the three mm-hmm. guys. Because it's like... Kofi and I have worked many, many times, and then Biggie and I had had a little yeah, bit of a cup of coffee for a little bit. But you're kind of like the new guy yeah. that just sort of just arrived here.
3: I'm my head in. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah, a character that I've wanted to do for a while is just this snarky, intelligent, running his mouth, just the total like punk kind of character. Because mm-hmm. uh, I feel like I can fit into it well. Because like in my real life, like I'm getting my PhD, like anything I kind of, and that's for real. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's actually for real. A PhD at like Harvard or something. Uh, Walden University. Harvard. with
4: Harvard Walden. <laughs> There's no real difference. Yeah, that's honestly. pretty <laughs> much. We're well, gonna call, class place. Walden
3: is like the benchmark. You know, Harvard likes to be like like uh, Walden.
1: <laughs> so so you actually is that what state is that in? uh
3: it's in i think it's based out of minnesota well, you don't know what where the damn college is <laughs> no i have no idea it's on, it's online it's, on, it's online and we go to seminars every once in a while and you meet people
1: oh well, so you can actually get a phd online yeah well, that kind of takes away some of the whoa,
5: whoa. <laughs> a, it's,
4: it's shots fire. it's from an
1: accredited university i'll be That's able to get team. my license i'll be able to
3: practice and i'm okay. going to be doing doing the work of the world building the future because it's a lot easier to build a strong child them to fix a broken adult Chris got
4: it wow got it. you guys
3: be, have heard this before
1: a couple times
4: <laughs>
3: okay so
1: you're 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 gonna save the world online yes okay yes <laughs> Hey,
3: well, again w- this podcast is online I feel like it you're is. saving That's, the world you're See, right it is I'm, I'm trying to be like
1: you Chris I don't even have a PhD though dude you don't have to do that much work to be like <laughs> you I'm a community college guy it's a lot easier and a lot quicker I'll tell you so you're so you're, you're getting the, your PhD this is a real thing you want to yeah. be a smarmy uh, jerk or whatever it is yeah and so I'm working on that character trying to
3: get something going um Um, And then I'm kind of realizing, like, oh, E's not doing anything. He's kind of coming off his icy title run, kind of starting to float. So I was like, you know what? Um, You know, I like E. He's one of my good friends. Let's see if we can merge him into this. And so we kind of start working on something. um, Literally, like, weeks at a time, we're going into pre-tapes, filming things, pitching ideas. And then we're thinking, like, there's something that's missing from this. Like, we need one more thing. And uh, that's when we kind of thought, like, maybe Kofi. But it was kind of a heel thing we were thinking Kobe's never been a heel and I don't know if they'd let him turn right, heel right, right, right. and so after talking about it for a while we kind of approached him with what we wanted to do and um, rather than being this group that everyone thought it was going to be just like three angry black guys it's like no it's three guys who will come up from kind of the same background that just want more from life more from their jobs more from their friends more from everything around them you mm-hmm. know um, and so we try to take that mentality and get it across on TV as best we could and we did
5: we did <laughs> for, for about two weeks for about two weeks yes so, so then what happened? We got taken off. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it wasn't uh, anything we, we got on, and, um, you know, everyone thought that we were going to be like the second coming of the nation. You guys are the new nation of Domitian. Yeah. Because let me you, remember, know, you got three black guys, so
3: automatically that's what they're going
1: to think.
5: Exactly, right? Yeah. 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 right? Just right? funny
3: because they don't think that when it's like, oh, the whites, it's three white guys. So they're, yeah. they're, they're like the Godwins. Sure, like, sure, sure, sure. No, right, no, right. It's like the, so the, just awkward.
1: E- Jacob and Eli Blue. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah,
5: yeah. So, yeah, man, we – uh. Got taken off, and we basically had to uh you know reevaluate and come up with something different you know we wanted to uh well we were told that we needed to go in like a positive uplifting type direction, and we would be going into Vince's office pretty much. Every week um, for God months, yeah, probably, probably like months. Yeah. You know, so it's funny because like you know, so when Vince did that podcast about like all the millennials and all that, and like everyone was getting up in arms <laughs> and people uh, like not grabbing the brass ring, like he wasn't talking to us, no, because we were definitely in there like every <laughs> single week for like three months trying to get this thing off the ground. And my
1: favorite thing is I had never heard that word before, millennials. Yeah, yeah. right. It's like <laughs> such a Vince word. It's like it's like denigrated. Yeah, like, what?
3: we heard it. We were like so confused because everyone was so mad, and we're yeah. like, well, like Kobe said. Three not, months every day, no, three, three months every week. No, no, yeah. he knows we're,
5: we're. Yeah, so yeah, man, it was um, it was crazy because you know we kept going in there and it was kind of frustrating because we weren't getting results. We you know um, had several different incarnations of this idea, you know, to the point where we like taped our own. Um, like uh, video Vignettes. basically yeah a little yeah. vignette that we showed Vince and everything so, so what did you get
1: you went to like you got together on your own time
5: yes, yeah, yeah, yes right show. before house yeah. show got there early and literally taped like uh, it was almost like a, an infomercial it yeah. was like uh, basically called like the problem solvers and uh, it was kind of like a, uh, just a funny version of like the APA you know mm-hmm. where people would come to us with their problems and we'd solve them in like a comical way and we came up with this like awesome video that everyone that saw it was like blown away by it yeah. everyone thought it was awesome we thought it's that funny. was funny funny you know made sense you could see where it would fit in on the show and then um we showed vince and you know he kind of chuckled and then uh it didn't happen Mm -hmm. you know so we kind of got frustrated too and then we didn't go into his office uh for a little while and then he called us back in like a few weeks later and he's like you know guys um you know it's taken me a long time to come up with this but i I think i got it you know i I want you guys to be (laughs) preachers and all three of us are just like, oh my god! Like for me, like I don't mean I haven't been. I've go to. I've been to church like what two times in the past yeah. like three years or whatever. But uh, you
1: no, know. I'm envisioning like James Brown, the Blues Brothers. Like I, like you were kind of yeah. doing that. Like you gotta believe. Yeah, you yeah, gotta yeah. believe, right? And it was, it, this was kind
4: of my fault actually, because uh, <laughs> honestly, so I take some blame. Um, we were uh, essentially uh, kind of what uh what we we're just talking about. We got to a point where I was floating. I think I the night actually I dropped the title to uh, the the IC title to uh, bad news. Uh, They had me rush to pre-tapes and we worked on a bunch of different deliveries. Essentially the message was, we kinda like you, but we have nothing for you, so you better come up with something quickly. So we worked on a bunch of different deliveries and whatnot and I had always, so I grew up in the church. My dad's a preacher. No, Um, I did some preaching myself for a little bit. Really? Uh, Yeah, for a little bit. Where was that, in Florida? Yeah, in Tampa.
1: So people would go to church and you'd be up there and preaching, yeah, at for like, a you know, Three hundred pounds, you know, big, big dude. <laughs> yeah,
4: I mean, I did it when I was I was a teenager at the time, when I was still living with my parents and still in school. It's funny because the, there's a
1: guy in Tampa called R.V. Brown. He's like a big ex football player. He's about your size, not as big, but his arms was big. And when he gets up there and preaches, like I am listening. Like I'm, he's, I'm gonna go to hell if I don't that the Guy, he's, he's like a vest. He's so big. He, yeah, he's vast. Okay, we see pictures of him. Yeah, RV right. he's, he's yeah, like guy. A, guy. he's, he's like a Tampa legendary guy, but he's got arms like you. When he talks, you listen. So I could just see it. Commanding. Right, commanding
4: (laughs) and big. So so we essentially, we worked on some different deliveries, and I had always, uh, just because I I didn't want to go the route of of using the preacher stuff or or going that route, because I I just didn't want to do anything that was sacrilegious or I felt crossed the line, Mm -hmm. Um, but I I just kind of, you know, I figured if there's a way to do it using a cadence and not necessarily having to talk about God or the devil or, or these heavy weighty things. Uh, so we went from there, uh, road dog was in the room. He liked it enough to talk to Vince about it. And, uh, we did some stuff that Vince saw. So he, he saw the, uh, preacher voice. I actually think the first time we did it, I, I think I was still in the program with Rusev and I randomly come out. So I use my normal speaking voice for about a year and a half of being on the road. And then I'm randomly preaching about America and, and what this country needs. And they don't need Rusev. And people like him, they need people like you, good people in the crowd. Just super 80s, like cheesy.
1: You know what I love too is you're making like a two word syllable into five syllables.
4: People like you uh, yeah. is the trick. what you need. That's, uh. the trick. That's, the trick. <laughs> That's the trick. That's how you do it. It's just really just mastering a cadence. And so we kind of Went from there, did that for a few weeks, then I was done with Rusev, and I, I really thought it was awkward because I'm doing this preacher cadence out of nowhere mm-hmm. with no explanation, and I felt like it needed a home. So when I talked to Woods and heard about his ideas, like, this makes sense for us to do it within the confines of a group, and we had a different idea, but then when Vince talked to us about the three of us being preachers— well- when he said that, I just want to
3: back up. When we first talked to Vince, the very first time, which I don't know if uh, people have met him, uh, some, you always hear these horror stories, and he's so intimidating, and just like this mountain of a man. And it's like,
1: uh, he's, he's just a grown man. You just mm-hmm. talk to him like a grown man. And so, I think a lot of it is just the intimidation factor yeah. and the reputation, the fact that he's Vince McMahon. yeah. Once the, you get over that, exactly, he wants and to hear your ideas as much as anything yeah. else, right? because
3: yeah. the first time we went in, we had Kofi. He's like, okay, well, he knows you the best. And like I'm still like eight, nine months on the road, and mm-hmm. I'm like, Okay. Okay, he's we got to the. He's not quite too sure
1: if, what your name is.
3: Yeah. So, which which he called me Zeke for a while. <laughs> oh, wow, for a
0: while. For a while, I was Zeke. <laughs> Little Zeke.
3: Uh, but then <laughs> Why? I, I have no idea, no clue. Did
1: he think you were uh, Ezekiel? Ezekiel Jackson.
0: I know, I Jackson.
1: Yeah, I just went on a diet.
3: Um, but uh, so after the first meeting, like everything was fine. But we told him. He's like, you know, uh, how do you guys see this? He's like, well, we don't want to sing and dance. Because we feel like for for African-American athletes, you're either singing and dancing, or you're the big, strong black guy, or the foreign black guy. And those are the three archetypes that have been— Who would be the foreign black guy? Foreign, Kofi was Jamaican.
1: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Kamala. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I'm in the stomach. so we
3: told him, like, we want, we want something that's a little more forward. A
1: foreign black guy. Yeah, it's, it's
3: literally, if you right. go through history. Right. And so we're like, we want to push some sort of message for, for not for all kids, but, you know, more specifically young black kids watching wrestling. Like, you can be whatever kind of character you want. You come with a blank slate and you can be anything, mm-hmm. not just these three things. And so then when we got to this part... But being preachers, we were just like, yeah, legit.
5: We, oh, I can't describe to you, like, the tension. Because, you know, you're supposed to, like, you can't sell it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, you know, none of us are going to get up and be like, this is bull, you know, all, and, yeah. like, be all pissed about it we all were just like smiling and nodding and all of us were all thinking the same thing like oh my god this man is crazy you (laughs) You (laughs) found
1: another black stereotype (laughs) there's there's a great story that Ron Simmons will tell when uh, they gave him the Farouk gimmick where Vince is like you know I want you to be an Egyptian warrior and put the helmet on the desk and Ron started laughing like (laughs) he goes no I'm serious I really want you to do this and Ron was like I love it Vince
5: (laughs) he was like this guy's
1: serious like uh oh I better like it or else right
5: yeah man and it was just crazy you know so we walked out of that room and um we had no idea like it was the complete opposite of what we wanted to do you know he wanted us to be like clapping and and me going back to like the church and everything when i do go to church it's like the white catholic church so it's not like you know baptist style like this very very boring you know what i'm saying sitting and standing and kneeling and very reverent and you know so this was like completely out of uh out of my like comfort zone you know mm-hmm. but you know you're, you're given a, um, a task and you do the best with it and I think uh, that we did do, do yeah. pretty well with it We you know we you know talked about it and uh, you know went over different um, just kind of how we wanted to be and how we wanted to present ourselves and uh, for the first like two months or so you know everyone seemed to be actually like into it and we're like oh my yeah. god like this is just actually- started
1: out as a baby face came out
5: yeah, yeah. And, and
3: our thing was when he told us that again something else that we talked about was okay we've told him many times like if you just give the three of us something together to do, we'll make it work. I feel – we all feel like our chemistry is that, where give us something, right. we'll we'll do it, and it'll be freaking awesome. Mm-hmm. So when he gave us this, like half of us were like, "We're like, is he just <laughs> – this is a test for us since we came at him like that? Is this weird? <laughs> which, it, which it could be. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know what I mean? very well could be because if you look at you three guys – I mean, Kofi, you've been here since about 2007, seven, yeah. six maybe. Seven, eight, yeah. Always – Quality, everything that you're given, you do great. You've had the main event, greatest matches, you've worked dark matches, everything between Big E, big guy, personality, my favorite finish in the world to take. It's like, <laughs> yeah, pretty easy. It's so like jumping so in a so nice soft it. bed. Yeah. It's like the pillow, got the, chest the there big for pillow, you, yeah. yeah. I used to look forward to it every night. <laughs> yeah. And then Woods, you're fairly new, but you obviously you're yeah. very well spoken. You have a great uh, promo voice and all that sort of thing. So you guys are, and Vince will know he's got three diamonds. Yeah. But as you know, Kofi, it's up and down around here. Yes. I think one of the world. most craziest things ever is when you put Orton through the table at Madison Square Garden.
5: Yeah, man. It, it was good times. And then I think like the next week I didn't do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then it was like I, I remember like uh, the first money in the bank I had, um, you know, did some pretty cool, like innovative things and everyone's like, Oh, awesome job, great and I wasn't booked the next Monday. So it's mm-hmm. like, okay like what's going on but you know like you said it's definitely like a lot of ups and downs and you know the longer you stay here the more you realize that right
1: so the three and you know, you obviously were like not floundering but right from the start you're yeah, here just, not do I think you were truths uh, lacking literally for a he he
3: came up for a match and it goes here's my friend Xavier Woods and it's like Cool. <laughs> like this is exactly how I debuted somewhere else as well. And that's the worst that's feeling the- when you gotta hit your wagon to someone else's. Yeah. Thing. So I just follow truth wherever he goes, pretty much. That, Eventually say, break up? off you're and like, do up? something. Kind of yeah. Of time, right? <laughs> he brings me in the door and we're all good. <laughs> so when you guys
1: finally put this together, I mean, and you mentioned you're on the show for a bit, then you're off for a long time. Because I would mm-hmm. see you guys for months, going over stuff and working on your meeting with the writers and you're working on things. Mm-hmm. Was it kind of frustrating to like not this week, maybe next week? Not this week, maybe this week. Um, yes and no. Just because,
3: like, that's where a lot of our bonding came from—is just kind of being mad and stewing and trying to figure something out. So that um, getting to where we are now, I don't think that it would be as fun, or that the bond would be as strong, or that the gimmick would work as well. Mm-hmm. If it would have just come out and say, "Oh, this week, fine, cool," Cause that that kind of waiting and being on our toes, maybe getting gear, maybe not. Like, go oh, talk to this writer, go talk to Vince. Like that kind of hectic scenario cultivated what you see right now mm-hmm. so i think that yes frustrating but uh, also had a very good purpose
4: yeah and I, I agree to that point as well uh i think something that a lot of people don't know is that we spent a few months before we even before we had the vignettes or the start of the first time you see the three of us on tv we had a few months of where we were just working house shows collectively and they were still letting us do this weird <laughs> three-man group that's only in tag so we we're getting experience we were traveling together we've we've been traveling together now uh, week to week for, uh, we're getting close to a year, probably at least nine, yeah. ten months. Yeah. And I think for us, I, we thought this idea, the original incarnation, the baby face idea from Vince, is going to be very difficult to make good. But the selling point is the chemistry between the three of us. And I think a lot of times you can tell when three guys are just put together. Mm-hmm. And the fact that we're three guys who wanted to be together and who felt like we had skills that complemented each other, uh, and actually, like our friends in real life, I think that definitely helped. So our our big thing is the idea might suck, but I think people will see the camaraderie.
1: <laughs> well, I didn't say it did. I said
4: it might. Whatever it is, well, I'll,
1: I'll say this: I remember watching you guys and thinking this is a really hard babyface gimmick to get over. Yeah. But it's going to be great right. f- to be a heel with this. Yeah. Right. But, I mean, was it hard being out there as Bay Faces and everyone's just chanting, like, you know, New Day sucks and all this sort of stuff? I (laughs) I
5: was real gradual. You know, the thing about, like I was saying before, like i eating like a recent Thanks for eating Thanks for eating during the show It's a, it's a little snack a little snack. <laughs> <laughs> but um, it was kind of gradual You know like I was saying when we first started this uh, We you know had our doubts that it would be um, Something that people could like attach to But like for the first you know month, month and a half Two months people were actually like getting with us and clapping mm-hmm. And it wasn't until we got to like the cool cities Like Philly and, and Detroit, and Detroit. Yeah. Oh Detroit was Chicago. the one Chicago you know and, and everyone just starts chanting New Day sucks and you know, that's where it really kind of started to take off, and then the other cities are like, "Oh, we want to be like the coal cities. We want to yeah. be Detroit." So I'm going to say New Day sucks too. You know, <laughs> classic so, white guy voice. Right? <laughs> I didn't say that. It's- <laughs> no, I am Sandy Murphy. <laughs> <laughs> you no,
1: mean I, I can have this newspaper for free?
5: <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, man, it just uh, kind of it just took off from that. Did you did you know
1: or have an inkling? I mean, we've all been in the business for a long time. You know, when something like that is going, that you're eventually going to turn heel. But did you get any word like? just hold on, you're going to turn heel or was it just like no Our, talk
5: about it? Whatsoever?
3: And now, I don't know if we've ever said this out loud to someone else, but when we were given the gimmick and saw what it was and felt what we were doing, uh, we figured, we throw everything that we can, smiling, clapping, happiness, everything into this baby face gimmick, it will not take long to turn heel. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty much what happened after a few months. But the thing was, we had to go essentially like ask, like, hey, can we can we pull the trigger on this? Because at live events we're seeing this happen every week like yeah. three days of Friday, Saturday, a Sunday when we get to TV sometimes it wasn't as intense as it was on house shows mm-hmm. so we went in what was it after
5: after, day after Mania? Uh, the, the day after Mania we had the Raw which we had yeah. I think it was a four way match uh, or no, it was, it was it was eight man tag uh, so it was us and the Lucha Dragons against the Ascension and Cesaro and Kid. Mm-hmm. and you have like the smart fans who um, you know, they would cheer for Cesaro and Kid because they're awesome. Right. Um, you know, they would actually uh, boo for the uh, Ascension. They would cheer for the Lucha Dragons cuz they saw them in NXT and we're supposed to be the other babyface team and mm-hmm. every time we were in, it was New Day sucks just the, the, the whole match. 100, yeah, you I'm know, saying, yeah. 100% yeah. and it was like at that point it's like if we're going to turn like we have to do it now. So we went straight through Gorilla and we pulled Vince aside and we were like, "Hey, you know, can we talk to you tomorrow? I know you heard that reaction out there." <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, and actually when we first uh he gave us the idea, you know, we said we would try to do it, and if down the line like it didn't work, then we could turn it heel. And he just kind of was like, "Yeah, yeah, we can go ahead and you know maybe turn it." Heel. But in his mind, I think he thought that it was going to be like the greatest babyface thing. Really? Ever. Yeah. So yeah, which was which was <laughs> confirmed. Yeah.
3: You know, so amazing, uh, right?
5: Like a, a few weeks ago when we like went in and we were talking to him, and he's like, "Yeah, you know, um, I, I thought that this was going to be uh like a really big babyface deal, and you know, I thought people were going to be like getting behind it." And he's like, wow. "Really?" The, the so pain. And who his knows? Voice. Yeah. He yeah, really
1: like, felt that. See, I always thought great. the other way. I said, like, like Vince must have known and just held off on pulling the trigger for
5: the longest. That's what point we thought time. too, yeah, right. but yeah. he really thought it like was... he said. And maybe he was he's so hurt. still like acting like maybe. he knew. Yeah. You know, but you never know, right? I, what I mean again, like Woods was saying though, like I feel like it had to happen this way. Like he said, if we had come out and just been heels, and like mm-hmm. it's, it's been done, you know, like all yeah. oh, these guys are angry, people would have been still comparing us to the nation. We don't get that comparison anymore because we're like it was an so organic different. thing. They chose right. not to like yeah, you exactly, yeah. Yeah. exactly. So uh, that like. You know, you take people on that ride and you, uh... You know, you're reading a good book or watching a good movie. You watch from the beginning, and you know, by the time like the end comes, mm-hmm. by, you feel you know satisfied because you have you know gone on this ride and you've seen where it came from. And you, if, with us, it's like uh, they felt like they had a part in it. You know, we mm-hmm. are the ones who sure who turned us. It's an know? emotional so, investment. Yeah, it's exactly. it's, lo-
1: it's the longevity of your character too yes. for this team, right? Yeah, but, yeah. It's amazing though. Like um, this reminds me when Kurt Angle first came into the WWE, he was the American hero, gold medal like squeaky clean and that was designed to be a giant baby face yeah. and when he came in 2000 Austin era rock is out there as yeah. a baby face people ate him alive yeah. but yeah. I think Vince still thought like he's going to be the big baby face but yeah. what's black is white now yeah. good is bad and yeah. it just yeah. totally backfires right? And
3: that's uh, that's what we we're telling to Vince when we we're having this conversation with him he's like you know I just don't know why it doesn't work and like from from our standpoint like it's 2015 people don't like that white meat baby face they want somebody with an edge who says like oh I'm gonna go and you know put my foot through my boss's like window of his car and, like I'm gonna right, be rugged right, like right. they don't want the person who's gonna turn the other cheek and apologize and be happy and it's like mm-hmm. that's, that's just the era that we live in yeah, yeah. so it's
1: and have for a
5: while
0: yeah so. the longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards the longest field goal ever missed also 76 yards why bring this up because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.
1: How did you guys come up with the clap? That's a great idea.
4: It's
5: all
1: yeah. woods. Right? I it, come exactly. on now. Come on now. Come on. So so we to be
3: humble. Okay. What's your idea? Come okay. on now. Uh, I felt like we needed some sort of clap to differentiate us because I thought, oh, anything that's different is going to be good. It, it's mm-hmm. got to be like in my head. It, that, that's how it works. And so uh, I felt like, oh, when we're in the heat, if they're not just regular clapping, but they're doing our specific clap, then maybe the producers will hear that. Then maybe Vince will hear that and say, oh, this is really working. Um, and so it caught on for a little while and they were doing the clap. And, and the then clap once, is
1: like, bam. Bam, bam. 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 It is bam. Yeah bam right? yeah,
3: and, so, and I even like we we're, were talking about it like in text and I'm explaining this and they're like well what would it be and so I sent like a video of myself in my house doing,
5: yeah. <laughs> doing, doing, that. doing these claps yeah. does it sound good
4: yeah. Yeah. by the way in addition to the videos we would also send each other pictures of each other in different clothes because we're trying to get our wardrobes together so at one point it, it becomes very odd because some of the some of the shots are half naked in our house we're sending each other pictures of our wardrobe that we're trying to get stuff together so we had some questionable videos and pictures sent How about within the text
1: How's my butt look? (laughs) Is this leader hosing work or what? (laughs) So you're doing the bam, bam, bam. Yeah and and Uh, was there words attached to that no just the clap
3: it's like if we just have this rhythm you know it's something that's easy Mm -hmm. people can do it and it's not like far-fetched or anything Mm -hmm. we can slap and slam it on the mat and do it and they'll get behind it and so like we're like okay let's try it this week on the on the house shows and we did it and it worked you know uh, whoever was on the outside we just rotate around on the house shows one person works the floor every night um and so that person at the beginning of the match would do the rhythm and then when we're in the heat and the hold the crowd would do that clap and we look around like Okay, I remember there was one time specifically where I was doing it and Kofi was in the hold and he kind of turned and I looked at him and we caught eyes and we just kind of had a little smile like, alright, cool! This works! And then eventually they just rode that wave and like, oh, they got this stupid clap we'll just add our words to it. And then, then it took a whole new level and we were like
4: hell yeah, yeah now awesome. let's get into it the thing is though if you think, i think about the names so we were given a list of oh. awful names this is, is one of my favorite parts
1: because everyone's got the bad names. <laughs> yeah so
4: it's fantastic and So I some of them at me uh <laughs> fresh coat of paint, fresh coat of paint. Uh, seriously yeah. yeah because at one point i think they were just ripping lyrics from the song yeah and one of the one, one of the lyrics in the song is something about put on a fresh, fresh coat of paint book, yeah. so that was one so uh kbx Yes because Kofi uh, <laughs> Xavier, and, Xavier and, and, and Big I'm Big <laughs>
5: Yeah that's my first first name Big oh, last name E I'm forgetting some There's a, ho- a House of Lights yes. right House, house of, of house positive, positive energy, energy HOPE Yeah hope,
1: hope. Like, it was so, it's going so back to Erwin Arshayim right yeah. so
5: they actually gave us the you know when they gave us the the track for the song like all right, listen to this first of all the song they gave us initially was like the worst gospel music Oh really Well
4: I listened to a lot of gospel it's not—it's not, it's not bad gospel music, but the thing is, it felt very old-timey. Yes, it felt crazy. like it was recorded in the '40s, okay. and I, I didn't know how we were going to come out of Gorilla to that music. <laughs> it, it, like Mahalia Jackson—not even like Mahalia Jackson's great gospel, not even that—but that old-timey gospel, and it made people think our entrance music now is weird. You can that almost was. hear
1: the scratching of the needle hitting the record. Yes, yes, yes. yes. old guy playing so
4: on the radio. Next
1: head coming up. Like,
4: Our love
5: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they gave you originally originally i actually we were in um god what was it like allentown or something i remember like roomy-town. oh a wilkes bar okay and we uh pulled up you know we listened to the, the track all night and then you're like okay we're trying to like groove to whatever yeah. you know trying to convince you yourself know, the car <laughs> went an hour and a half drive just right. keep I'm go repeat. to bed <laughs> and then wake up and we came back in the car like yeah it's not gonna work man, you know? <laughs> so we gave them a. Uh, um you know, like, some Kirk Franklin and, like, some updated gospel music or whatever. And they came back with uh, with what we have now. Mm-hmm. So um, I forgot why we were talking. No, about
4: well, that. I, I, my yeah. point was with the names... Was oh yeah. yeah yeah yeah
5: yeah yeah yeah. I just
4: think if we had one of those horrible names like KBX, I think like New Day Sucks works perfectly yeah. for that clap. And that's exactly. really yeah. yeah, and that's really I think what was the impetus because it was so loud and something that people could all get on the same page yeah. with. That really helped to turn us because everyone could yeah. be uh, inclusive on in it, and it was so loud, especially the night after. Uh, WrestleMania, so that was big for us.
5: But I just think if we if we were a fresh coat of paint, what yeah, would?
0: Yeah.
1: What oh my God, would God. they would you would do? A fresh coat of paint so <laughs> It's
5: awful. The, the, name, the name of the song, by the way, was New Day. Yeah. And I remember, I think I like, sent the text. So it was mm-hmm. like, hey, maybe we throw this name in the hat, you know, New Day, because it's you know, it could very easily be like a, a heel thing. Like, mm-hmm. This is a new day. This is a yeah. new kind of. Uh, we've all been seen <laughs> with a fresh coat of paint now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, but you know, we, we're all being seen in like a new light. So the new day just kind of like made sense, and that's but luckily the, what we ended.
1: But up But the doing. new day sucks. Uh, chant was organic that just started happening you never you never tried to prompt that's the best and
3: and it's cool because like when stuff would start to happen like we're all three in this mode we're like okay we're trying to be baby faces as hard as we can but I just see myself as like I'm like a piece of crap, and so whenever <laughs> it would happen, I'd start trying to fan the flame, like freaking out on people. And he's like, Ch- "Chill, not yet,
4: not yet, just chill, just chill." <laughs> all right, all right. I'll- I'll wait. I'll wait. <laughs> but I think the thing was like when we first heard it in Detroit and Philly, uh, a lot of people were like, were, "We're wondering if we were down about it." But I think it really energized us because oh, yeah. it um, there's it was, it was something that like I think the first thing I felt was it almost feels personal because mm-hmm. people don't know how hard we work. <laughs> And how many months we spent on this idea, but it, it felt like we were we're out there busting our ass on a weekly basis behind the scenes to give people something that they can enjoy, something that's good for us, something that's good for the product. And and you're going to give us this? This is your response mm-hmm. after all the hard work we've been. We're not just showing up to work and taking whatever assignment we're given. We're we're working hard behind the scenes, but of course people don't know this, yeah. uh, and they don't know the amount of work that goes into it uh, backstage and how much we've done. Because this is uh, I pitched before, but. The amount that we've done going to events on a weekly basis, uh, going to Mr. Man in Tampa, plug, plug. There you go. There you yeah, go. What's uh, it's, uh, it's a it's a it's great place. It's a university Ooh. mall. God, so um, <laughs> it's where like clothes place. Yeah, it's a uh-huh. place. Yeah. You, you need to hit it up. Right?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I'm still waiting for my new day sweatsuit. It's coming. <laughs> it's coming. Yeah, it's, it's coming. Kofi said it was in the mail, <laughs> so yeah, we'll get you we'll get you a patch. Yeah, because they all have. They will have, have matching guess. sweatsuits. We have mm-hmm.
5: like 75 uh, patches. <laughs> so many. And we so only use six of them because we yeah. you know you have a top and a bottom. Actually, with these sets, we only use the top. <laughs> yeah. So like three.
3: Which, which actually helped us, the sweatsuits, because before we were an official thing, we would just always hang out together, which I people saw, thought was yeah. real weird. And then we got matching sweatsuits to come to work in we were told, hey, can we show up to the building in these? Because we, we have a dress code and everything. And they're like, no, you, you can travel in them, but you can't show up to the building. It's not dress codes. It? It's not like they're official New Day track suits. And they said, "Oh, no, contraire. And we
4: got patches made and put on them. And then they were real official. <laughs> we got patches. They're yeah. official. They're <laughs> sorry, we went Mr. To Mr. Man. Man. But yeah, I went to Mr. Man. Just the amount of work that we put into this. So it felt like a slap in the face at first. But it also, I, I feel like it united us a bit because it, it almost was this um, us against the world. Feeling so it, it was it was a good thing because I, I figured even though we were hearing ah oh, this isn't working or uh, this isn't the direction we wanted we're getting a response and if you can elicit emotion if you can elicit uh, a response is really what we strive for in sure this business. so. Uh, that was our thing. Like this is bound to work one way or another. So I, I think the the night in Detroit, the one in Philly, where they were boisterously uh, against us, even though we were babyfaces, uh, I, I think that was those were good nights for us. And there was like there was like an intensity in our anger, but it all it was like I don't know, it, it was like a, a burning that, that felt good. Like yeah, we're gonna show you, we'll show all you people, all <laughs> like you people. Oh.
1: <laughs> but like you said, there's a real bonding experience. I when I've talked to the, the various members of the Shield when they were running. High, and they said, you know, we had each other's back. No matter what happened, we had two other guys, three guys total that we could talk to, vent to, think of ideas with, go in together into meetings, and that sort of thing. And plus, it gave you guys a direction, yeah,
5: exactly. which
1: is like you're getting a reaction, it's opposite of what you're hoping for at first but it's better than just walking out there here's Big E oh we like Big E and yeah, you know it's a us. 10 minute match on superstars right. you know against Rusev or whatever it may be yeah. Rusev's the mortal enemy of New Day apparently <laughs> yeah.
3: well we, we kind of like Rusev now <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> emo, emo Rusev is, is pretty solid <laughs>
3: fantastic
1: Rusev, fantastic <laughs> just, just keep, lurking they keep um, posting um, these
0: pictures on Instagram
1: of like <laughs> is over here right in the corner you see Rusev sitting because he can't walk because he's yeah. a broken ankle because yeah. <laughs> no one walks with broken ankles now and he's just kind of staring in the corner yeah Dude, he posted one of Dolph at
4: the urinal. That's <laughs> too so much. Weird. It was so weird. <laughs> I think that's too much. Uh,
1: <laughs> but the, the concept, though, is as well as there's three of you guys, and uh, any one of the three of you can wrestle. If there's a tag match, any two of the three can, can wrestle. Is that how it? Yeah, with the New Day rule, rule. yeah. The old oh, the the New Day, Day rule. New Day rule yeah. rule, yeah. That's almost to say the Freebird yeah. oh. rule. But,
5: oh, sorry. Uh, sorry. Well, okay. Don't get I mean, the Freebirds did what they did. But, yeah, yeah, they're
3: a great team. We take another from them, yeah. but. Did Michael Hayes ever it's come up day. to you and yeah. go, hey, come on, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you know where you got that from. <laughs> <laughs> He's actually been pretty helpful in this. Uh, well, yeah. he, he yeah. would know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if there's the one guy in the company who would know exactly what it is you're going for, it's, yeah. it's Michael Hayes, right? Yeah, yeah. You know? Did you guys, um, I mean, we mentioned that you've been here since 2007. Yes. You've been here how long, Beak? Uh,
4: I debuted in 2012.
1: 2012, and you came uh, in 14? October 13? 13, Maybe? So all you guys are around the same age or are you older well, we, you? we do this, uh, we have this little thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, this is a bit right. of an explanation. No, uh, Woods and I
4: were born in the year of 1986. 86? 86. Uh, <laughs> and we refer to Kofi because we, we, we legitimately have a ton of respect yeah, for yeah, Kofi. Yeah, love uh, him. <laughs> we love him. <laughs> come on now, come on now. We, we call him Pops. <laughs> uh, and that's a real thing uh, behind the scenes. So, we, we often talk about this generational gap uh, that exists. Woods and I, you know, grew up in an era and kofi was the you know the era before a generation prior to
5: us Mind we, you so, we, we all listen to the same music have the same styles you music, know damn yeah kofi you're almost added to the same era, video man. games you know <laughs> kofi how long
3: have you been on the main roster how many years
5: years uh yeah 2008 yeah.
3: so how many years is that
5: i don't know do the math, you do Se- the
3: math seven either. i think it'd be seven seven, so, yeah. seven if, if not in the in the system for
1: what nine ten you're, you're 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 hell the veteran. That's
3: Somebody that, that, I, that I look up to. Somebody that I want to be like. Well, I mean, the
1: thing is, uh, if I'm, I'm going to jump guy. on Kofi's side here. Is he's he's the veteran, which exactly. means in the wrestling hierarchy, you have to listen to him. We do. He's got more experience than you do. <laughs> we do. You have all to you pretty much should be carrying his bags. To
5: be honest with you, you know, well, Chris, else. I'm not going to argue with you on that. One. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He's he's giving us a, a gem of information. You guys. <laughs> so you guys were all wrestling game. fans when you were growing up.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who's your favorite, Kof?
5: My favorite was uh, probably Shawn Michaels. Shawn you know? Michaels, right. Yep, yep. Um, I just, you know, I, yeah, I mean, you too, you know? Absolutely, um, <laughs> for a lot of us. Yeah, yeah. I, I just think that. Um you know all the matches you see him in you you don't see him i mean he's he's great you know mm-hmm. he doesn't have like good matches most of the matches he's been in have been great you know so entertaining from all different um aspects you know three uh decades really of kind of being on top and being like relevant you know and being innovative and being yeah innovative to work with anybody yeah yeah just you know he, he was definitely the guy who got me into, into this, it, right? You know, um, yeah, for sure. I so when you guys were,
1: were before you were in WWE, did you used to watch Kofi?
5: Yes, I, I Kofi. told his mom that. <laughs> <There you laughs> <know. I'm laughs> like, I told his mom that. Yeah, I don't have
2: mom.
5: Did you? Did you look my heart out about my hero? Layup basketball. No, no, I'm
1: gonna get. Where you watched him going like that guy's really good? Yeah, of course. was.
3: Of course, Kofi was actually part of me getting signed at WWE. How's that? Because when I was in college, I cut class and drove from South Carolina down to Deep South zero plan, had nothing but a resume, cover letter, some pictures, a DVD, and literally just walked into Deep South, yeah. practice stopped, like, you know, when you're watching a movie and the wrong person walks into a party, mm-hmm. record skips, that <laughs> happened, they all stared at me, and I'm, I'm in this, like, I'm, I'm, like, 19 years old, in this oversized suit, like,
5: uh... <laughs> resume in hand, mind you, you know, like, most wrestlers have no idea, like, what a resume is, here comes Woods, like, into practice, you know, with a resume, suit, and just, well, who do I give this to? You
1: know, yeah. It's a PhD. So that's, yeah. what, that's what you, you, know, you learn when you're studying a PhD, so, uh, how to do a resume. <laughs> you
3: know? Handed my, uh, my stuff off to Jody Hamilton at the time. He looked at it, watched the DVD with me. He's like, you know what? You can come down and have a match next week. And I was like, oh, perfect. Awesome. So I stayed, watched the show. It was awesome. Went back to school, told all my professors, like, hey, yeah, thanks for letting me cut class. I'm going to get a job. Now this is awesome. Then that day online, I read that WWE pulled out of Deep South. So... Uh, people yelled at me for wah, killing wah, wah, it wah. yeah <laughs> and then uh, I did the same thing if, like two years after uh, I went I wrestled somewhere else for a little while then I went to um, SCW in Tampa or yeah in Tampa and walked in did the same exact thing and Kofi was there again
5: I think I was like in the ring both times like ironically I don't staring him down yeah. a bit yeah. he just yeah. know this same guy deal. <laughs> Woods walks in resume I'm like I know this guy <laughs> <laughs> again like, is that know? the same suit yeah yeah, yeah I was broke man <laughs> off
1: but when, when broke. you when you worked the other, you worked in TNA also yeah. You, I remember seeing you because I used to watch TNA as much as I possibly could, and you came in uh, James Brown, "Living in America," uh, mm-hmm. Apollo Creed, entrance mm-hmm. music with the with the "Living hat in everything. America," the top hat made of star. Was that the basis of the gimmick?
3: Yeah. So on what the was indies, the name again? Uh, I was Consequences Creed Consequences at the time Creed, right. on the so Indies. Cassius I was Creed. I was Austin Creed because to me Apollo Creed is the greatest character of anything in the I, history of everything. I give you that he's the man. So like yeah. my whole thing was that. I was the son and uh, just went around doing that. And uh, <laughs> like big shows yeah. under the giants, yeah. yeah,
1: yeah, and, yeah. I'm, I'm a fictional character, yeah. son. not Carl Weathers.
3: Son. Creed, son. But uh, Dutch Mantel actually named me, and so uh, it's I got a name actually, I like yeah, it, it worked. And I was supposed to be with Truth at the time, and so we were going to be Truth and Consequences, but uh, um. So uh, they offered me a deal and I told them uh, I've got six months left in school so Mm -hmm. like if you need me to work full time like I can't sign this contract I have to finish college. Uh, And so they said well you can sign it we'll put you on like a half schedule and then come in when you graduate which I thought was awesome but by the time I got on a full schedule Truth had come back here (laughs) so I was just left as consequences randomly
1: and consequences yeah and
3: uh, they're like yeah you'd be this like badass boxer from like the streets and I'm like bro have you met me I, I play video games and read comic books that's not gonna work but they're like just try it so we did that and then I convinced them to just let me do Creed Cause that's a red, white, and blue, star-spangled right, right, banner, right, all that right. sort of stuff. Like that's what that's what's been working for me. Um, Cause they weren't gonna let me be a heel, mm-hmm. and I'm like. That's all I have for everyone to be. It's just ratty, like, punk heel, which is what I'm getting to do with New Day now, which, right. is, which is amazing. thing.
1: E, uh, what was your wrestling story? Uh, who was your favorite when you were? Uh, I have a
4: terrible <laughs> wrestling story. So these guys, uh, Kofi's as well, is about, uh, you know, wanting it his entire life and having this dream. Uh, mine is I was a failed uh, college football player. had a bunch of injuries. Uh, <laughs> I met a guy who knew Jr. And he was like, hey, do you want to try this? Uh, And I was like, yeah, let's give it a shot. So we sent some pictures down to Tampa, some weird shirtless pictures I took (laughs) in my apartment. Uh,
1: (laughs) Different from the ones that you sent to Kofi. Right, uh, just just slightly different. (laughs) Uh,
4: (laughs) Sent them to Stanford, and then they flew me down to Tampa, uh, which is where I'm from. But I was in Iowa uh, finishing up my master's at the time, uh, which I didn't finish. But uh, sent me down for a tryout. I had fun. I thought this is something I could do for a living and I could be good at. Uh, and it went from there. But uh, I was a big fan as a kid. Uh, I loved Goldberg. I watched a lot of WCW. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just always into the bigger guys. That's yeah. shocking, I'm yeah, sure. Wonder why, right? uh, but, yeah, it's, it's – uh, and actually, I got to meet Goldberg. Like, I was probably uh, – might have been 12 years old. I had, like, a Target signing. And he was the nicest guy. had a smile on his face. Uh, and he signed for me and my dad. And uh, that was a really cool experience, something that – no, I always took, me, took with me. So I figured, you know, he spent probably 30 seconds with us, but it, it's something that I still remember this day. And that's pretty cool. Yeah, so
1: people never forget that stuff. You know, even yeah. you know, for you, you might never remember it. The people don't forget that.
4: Definitely. And I think I said that, I think, in an article or something. And then uh, Goldberg actually uh, tweeted me out of the blue and said, pay it forward. And he's like, you know, that's, that's pretty cool. So that's something I took with me. But for, for me, uh, like football was the dream, but it didn't work out. Um, for some reason, I, w- I never thought this is something you could do. Uh, for a living and I would never would have like I don't even know how to start right. to figure yeah. it out but how do you do that uh, yeah, thankfully I was in the right place at the right time and uh, it's something that I developed uh, a passion for and, and strive to get, were to get better were you in
1: NXT for a long time before you came up here
4: um, I was in FCW, FCW slash NXT for three and a half years wow so, so you were down there for a while. Uh, a decent amount of time but it was like a lot of guys kind of languish in developmental and for me I needed all of that time to get better at my craft so I, I feel like the, the timing of me moving up was, was kind of perfect
1: who was your name down there?
4: Uh, I was Biggie Langston. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I've always been Biggie. For some reason, well, I know the reason. Vince uh, chopped my last name uh, about a year and a half ago because Biggie sounded more dominant. Uh, <laughs> so I randomly, I just show up to TV and the uh, social media coordinator at the time tells me I'm just Biggie now. We need to change my Twitter. So that was that. Was that. It's,
1: it's hard to keep a last name around here. Man. I know. It was, I know it, was,
4: it was at the time um, Alexander Rusev uh, just became Rusev right. around that same time. Uh, Antonio Cesaro became Cesaro. Cesaro. I want to say there was one more. I think down the line, ne- well, Neville uh, lost his name as well. We, but well, you, you.
1: sometimes use you your first name. Yeah,
4: yeah, right. yeah. either <laughs> name. Batista. Acceptable.
1: Batista lost his first name. Right. You know, Neville lost his first name. Yeah. Now, Kofi, when you first came in, you mentioned it earlier, but you were uh, you were Jamaican. I was, and yes. that was the uh, first uh, vignettes when I met yep. you in the parking terrible, lot at the gym. Terrible. That's right, yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we yeah. kind of walked past each other. Yep. Like, hey. Lifestyle
5: fitness. Actually, we were in the uh, juice bar, like yeah, right, right next door, and I had just read your book, so I felt like I knew you, uh-huh. you know. So I'm like, "Hey, Chris, what's going on, man? Oh, good to see you." And this and that. I'm like, "I don't know this man, you know, oh, good old Kofi Kingston." But you know, it was really cool too. Um, you know to meet you then just because like you know you were one of the guys that i used to watch oh, cool. also too you Thank know you. going around in this there circle of uh, of life but That's my like, favorite member of new day right there hey
1: hey
5: I yeah but you know that was a real cool moment to me because yeah, I always you know heard that you know there's all these wrestlers in Tampa and I'd never seen any you know what I'm saying and <laughs> obviously I'm like oh there's Chris Jericho so that, you know that was that was cool and you because well, cool I'd, too, I'd so. seen your vignette yeah which yeah. the initial
1: one was like it's right. all it's all cool brother yeah. or what'd you say
5: I don't know trouble <laughs> trouble in, trouble in paradise oh that was I, a, yeah. trouble in paradise <laughs> it, it's a miracle But I'm still here because those vignettes were so bad. Now, I've told this story before, but, like, uh, you know, if you have any, like, new listeners listening, I remember. You've never told it here. you are never on the show.
1: Tell it. I've never heard it.
5: So, um, you know, you can listen to, like, the shows on, like, the headsets or whatever. So uh, I would be going to TV and my vignettes were airing. We had taped, like, six of them in Miami um, a few weeks back, and we had to air six of them. I think we were on the second vignette we were in um i think south carolina somewhere and i was listening to the show you know on the, uh, in, the in the on the headset in the back like the an arena yeah okay. in the arena while the show was going on or whatever just you know listening to vince do all his cues and
1: yeah, So there's and headsets right. in the back that you can put on where you can hear vince directing
5: the show right, right right so i'm listening and then all of a sudden my vignettes come on and uh vince comes on in the headset and he goes oh these are barely, barely passable. (laughs) And I'm listening, and I'm like, oh, my God, he must know that I have this headset on, he's trying to rib me, you know, and I'm, like, flipping out because we have four more of these to air, you know, so he's, like, you know, just basically, like, crapping all over him, and, um, you know, I'm just the rookie, I'm like, please just let me get my feet off the ground, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, like, knowing now what I, you know, if knowing now what I didn't know then, like, I know that he didn't know that I was on the set, on, the, on the headset. Of course not. You man. know what I'm saying? Like, there's no way he was ribbing. He was, like, genuinely, like, displeased with these vignettes that he came up with you know what i'm saying so and he's uh, probably watched three or four times to approve yeah yeah yeah. we all sat down and we went through all of them and like this is what it's going to be and he's like yeah okay this this looks good go out and do them and then all of a sudden now these are like you know obviously it it didn't deliver or he forgot or whatever So was this a character that the writers had come up with or vincent came up with no the the jamaican character was something that i was doing actually on the indies and that's kind of like what got me noticed and what got me uh signed just because what was your name um, then Kofi Nahaje Kingston. <laughs> okay, there's the difference. Uh, yes, yes, and uh, I remember um, like just going into a promo class one day at uh, the Chaotic Training Center where I trained at, and um, I was listening to the Daniel Marley. Name of the chaotic training. Center. Chaotic. Okay. Yeah, I tell you that's what, it was place was chaotic. It was crazy. The CTC. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, so when I went in like on promo class, and like I just cut this promo in a jamaican voice just because i was listening to a lot of damien marley at the time and um everyone's like you have to do that oh you know that's that's got to be like your character and i'm like oh okay so the jamaican character was born mind you i had never been to jamaica you know so uh just a horrible accent but you know again it's kind of like what got me noticed and uh did you put did, me you, on the
1: did map. you did you um listen to any tapes or anything like that to try and get the accent down or just kind nope. of Damien,
5: Damien, Damien Marley welcome to Jamrock. that CD uh, back uh, from, from first uh, first song
1: to last I worked with the Groundlings the improv comedy troupe for for about a year and the rule was don't ever start a character in an accent because it's really hard to continue it and yes. keep it rolling yes. so once you like, one or two is fine but then you're out there to do promos oh. and you
5: have to Be this guy. It was the worst. And then on top of that, like uh, (laughs) when I talked to Vince, he was like, uh, yeah, everything you do needs to be in character. So interviews, radio interviews. When we had the magazine. (laughs) Doing press. Yeah. The magazine would call me. And I'd get like a two hundred three number, thinking it was someone from the office, and be like, "Oh, hello." It's like, "Oh, this is uh, John Smith from the WWE magazine. You got a minute?" I'm like, "Oh, yeah, I got a minute Hold on. Why, right? What's going on?" You're looking. So I'm like having to do this interview in with this Jamaican accent, knowing full well that they know that I'm not Jamaican. But Vince told me that I had to do it, so I'm like doing all this. Like, it could be a test where he's listening yes, to this. Of course, I think it's even better when you call like the Sioux
1: City Falls, yeah, Iowa yeah. newspaper yeah. like uh, it's so a, if you're coming to town. Yeah, yeah it's Prince.
5: It's Prince. You know what I'm saying? It was completely We're looking forward to, to the show this weekend, yeah, yeah. man. It's, I've never been to Sioux City before, but I'm looking forward to meeting all the great yes, people in Sioux City. Yes. You know what I'm talking about, boys. Okay, so
3: what you guys don't know is that Kofi has way more than one accent in him. Oh, okay. uh, sometimes when we go to drive throughs he will bust out like four or five accents nice. at, like, at a time. It's hysterical. Oh,
5: I don't even know. Um, it's, got it's The, yeah, uh, the Nolans. Oh, like I the, see. It's weird, like on the spot. Now I oh, yeah, just gotta yeah, yeah, do yeah, so it. Right. I so there's yeah, a New yeah. Orleans one. There's, there's got a
1: British, a
3: British the one. Jamaican, obviously. Yep. Um I feel like there's one more that I'm missing. This that I I'm like a couple in there.
5: African versus yes, Jamaican African, a little there. bit. That's just yes. imitating my parents. Oh, actually, what, is, what is what is what's
1: like a true African accent? Like oh can, coffee, oh how are you? Oh what is going on? Oh don't do you know just it's like coming to America. Kind of, sorta.
5: I hate to say, but
1: I love New York.
3: But I'll do that at the at the speaker, and
1: then do a
5: different one when he.
3: Gets up to the to the
1: drive-through guy, and the guy's just
3: staring at him. Like,
1: <laughs>
5: what? You got to keep yourself entertained on the road here. These oh, absolutely. Movies. But then, yeah. the, but, but then you're talking about the accent, and then
1: one day, I you I remember. I don't remember the circumstances, but you just showed up, and they were. And you started talking. Yep.
5: Just normally. Yep. It was. Uh, I think. Um. What pay-per-view? Uh, something with DX maybe or something. Yes, or it was like a team. Uh, it wasn't uh, Survivor Series, but whatever. One of these random pay-per-views that we all like teamed up together. I can't think of the name mm-hmm. right now. Um and you know the accent was dropped. So actually, like uh, six months before this, I had a newspaper interview where the guy was trying to like bust me on my accent, and I'm like, no. He's like, oh well, Kofi is—it's uh, an African name. You know, it was actually you know from London or whatever. It's an African name, so why do you go out there and you're Kofi Kingston? I'm just like, oh no, no. You know, my mother with a tribute to the motherland. She wanted to name me Kofi. It's a real popular name over there. So he kept just grilling me and grilling me and grilling me and grilling me. And as soon as I got off the phone, I'm like, oh my god, like this guy is gonna expose me and this and that. You know. I, So, like, 20 minutes later, I get a call from my mom, and the guy had called my mom. No. So, yeah, my dad works at... um a college that I don't want to say because people are probably going to like look, at, look it's, it up. Uh, it's yeah. yeah. Wallingford. Wallingford. We're not, Wall, we're not sure yeah. where it is online. He works at yeah. an online college. Um, so they found his name and then they called him. He gave them my mother's number and then my mom just like tells this reporter everything. Oh, you know, yeah, some of the kids wish that he was uh, from Ghana, but you know, it's just all show business and this and that. No, so, yes, mom, So mom busted. You. Yes, <laughs> yes. So she calls me up and she's like, "Yeah, some guy called me to interview me. Oh, it was great and this." I'm like, "Mom, you can't." kayfabe mob you know what I'm saying so she has no idea and the guy wrote the article almost like I was uh, playing a Jamaican character because I was ashamed of my African heritage so he like spun it I'm Aww. like dude this is a, it's a work like, man how much like, time like, do you like, got man and it was right? BBC like BBC wow. that's like the big you know, scoop yes <laughs> you know I got him so yeah so anyway so I told Vince like that next uh, Monday or whatever I'm like dude it's, it's over man like the, the jig is up man you know everybody knows and this and that and he's like like, oh, well, you know, the online uh, voice isn't really as loud as you think it is. We're just going to keep on doing it. I'm like, all right, cool, whatever. So then it was like six months later that he was like, oh, we're going to drop the accent. I'm like, okay, cool. So, um, you know, we had the big, uh, like, promo in the ring where I'm trying to, like, get everybody together on the same page. I think those are the exact words. Guys, we can't, we can't coexist if we're not on the same page. They're going to eat us alive just in a normal voice. It's like, are there any questions? And Triple H is like, yeah, I got a question. Aren't you supposed to be Jamaican? <laughs> you know, cue the shot to my face, mouth wide open, oh, bust it to the audience, and they're laughing. And then all of a sudden, I'm not Jamaican anymore. <laughs> that so. was it.
1: Yeah, that was that was that was so the big reveal. Like, you know, like a coconut would fall in your head. Yeah, or something, you know,
5: something. But it was kind. Of, it was a relief. Like the only. Um, so me and Santino have the same. Uh, you know experience mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying where we like have to do everything like in character and like we would like talk to each <laughs> other about it and no one else could identify with it you know but um, I, yeah, had, it was, I had it was
1: Santino uh, on the show as Santino yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> not as Anthony and people were so mad like we yeah. wanted to
5: hear from yeah, yeah. Anthony Corelli. Yeah. it's like guys
1: come yeah. on <laughs> just enjoy it he was talking about his goat oh Figaro my goat he He's was so a good funny. goat He's we did so like funny. a whole hour improv what? just on that character yeah. oh yeah it was great man it was I great you guys obviously have great chemistry and you know traveling around the United States you must have like did you ever have you ever seen some, some strange things have you seen some stuff that makes you laugh some stuff that you talk about I know that we, we, we you mentioned that you'd never heard of trick or treating at a shopping mall
3: no that's ridiculous now, so when, very when did come ridiculous. up Sad. We, we went to uh, to Connecticut to film our vignettes so, these are uh, new vignettes,
1: or these are the old ones? The old ones. Oh, gotcha. the, one,
3: the ones that aired for the original New Day stuff. Right. Um, and so we filmed them. They couldn't get us out on a flight the next day, or they couldn't get us on a flight that night to go home for mm. Halloween. So we stayed there, and uh, we're like, well, what are we going to do? So we went and got some food. We're like, maybe we'll just like go get some stuff at the mall. And it's like, what, 8, 9 o'clock, yeah. maybe? And there's just hordes of children running around in costume, going to different stores, asking for candy. That's horrible. And... Like, it, it bothered me, but then Kofi was disgusted. I mean, he was, was just it's confused. Really, it's and offensive. Was, this
5: was on October 31st, Yes, right? yes. on so Halloween well, night. And there's neighborhoods, so? like, in the area, like, go to a house, okay? Like, if you're a kid, and you know what I'm saying? Like, why, if you're a parent, why would you take your, your kid to the mall? But you've to never go, heard of
1: this before? No. Have is you? Is this, yes, in Canada it's a thing you go to the mall and if, if you're and that there if your mom is, takes you
5: shopping that is not Halloween um, at all why don't That's you go to someone's disgrace. house why don't you go to a house it's, it's just, there's a neighborhood like right next to the mall just walk maybe, around
1: maybe it's a controlled environment maybe no it's nicer way, inside. it's
5: not nicer it's definitely not nicer It's, it's a disgrace though. So I'm on board of well, that. <laughs> Maybe there's. It was cold though. October.
1: Sho- what if you're working at the uh, shop? What if you're working at you know at the shopping mall and you're at Dingwalls or what's it called, Dillers?
5: Dillers. Dingwalls? It works.
1: Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. Dingwalls is a rock and roll club in London. But let's say you're working at Dillers and you want to give out candy, but you have to work the shift that night.
5: Well, here's the thing too: is that we a sharper image that we walked into. A kid walked in with his costume and asked the guy, "Oh, trick or treat!" And the guy had no idea what he's talking about because like, why would you come? To the mall, it's like I got TVs trick or treating, he'll give you, you know, you can buy some TVs, yeah, yeah you know, yeah. some batteries and all that you stuff. Like, come <laughs> on, man, that's like disheartening for a kid. You're going up, you're all excited, oh, I'm gonna get some candy, and the guy has no idea what you're talking about, yeah, you know. No. That's, well, see, that's that's bad parenting, is what it is. Wow. <laughs> Bad parenting. Just I always thought it was kind of
1: a fun thing. You'd go to oh. Unicity, which is the mall in Winnipeg when I grew up. You'd go to Unicity, and I'll meet you at Unicity. We'll do some trick or treat maybe mom would take you there. And then you'd go out into the neighborhood after that. I feel like
3: it's one of those things that's like the, uh, what's it, the parable, like Plato's Cave. You're down here, and you kind of see what's in the cave, but you don't know that there's this whole other world yeah. out there. And once you come out, if you, the, the light might blind you, but you'll get used to it because it's so much better up there. Just
5: get out of the mall and go to a subdivision. They anywhere heard, but the mall. I just
1: overheard you guys talking about it last week, and I just <laughs> was like, you're hey, so upset about this. It's really, it's, 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 it's offensive. As, <laughs> a
5: pa- as a parent, my son will never <laughs> go trick-or-treating at a mall. Someday, Kofi, right. <laughs> your son's going to go, Daddy,
1: can we go to the mall for Halloween? And
5: in the daytime, say, maybe. No, we'll go in the daytime. Never, we're like, you never. were listening to that jerk. Podcast, <laughs> <weren't> you? <laughs> <laughs> so you
1: guys were just the, the tag team champs mm-hmm. and uh, lost to the primetime players. So how was that working when you guys were, were the champions? You guys would just decide in the back, rock, paper, scissors, who works? Or how, did, how, how was it usually? Uh, essentially.
4: <laughs> <laughs> was it left <laughs> up to you
1: guys or would they say, okay, Some were left up
4: there. to us and then some weren't. But yeah, 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 like you said, some some were left up to us, some some were not. Uh, but then other times, like for the live events, we have a little bit more freedom. Uh, so sometimes it would be, hey, we're in a city, and I have some friends in the audience, so I want to, you know. Work in the ring.
1: Just get Kofi's opening his other reasons. Yeah. Go ahead. Right. Just, just do it. Just do it.
4: You know, very distracting right now. Just okay, sorry, rip sorry. the Band-Aid off. You
1: know? <laughs> Re, uh, sis cups. Re, sis cups.
4: Uh, but, yeah, it, it is, it's It's kind of random. Um, but, yeah, uh, I'm trying to think if there was a time. I feel like for the most part for the pay-per-views, it's kind of decided uh, without us. But it's cool because I think one thing that we thought about was uh, with tag teams, a lot of times we noticed you don't get – the kind you don't get vignettes oftentimes mm-hmm. you don't get the kind of creative input so we that's why we felt that we needed to be a three-man team because um, it's different. It's a little bit uh, – it's unique. And I, I think kind of what we did about a month ago was ideally what we wanted to do with Kofi being in the Money in the Bank uh, ladder match and then us defending the tag titles. That's what we envisioned the group being, that it can split off and we can have a singles uh, program with someone and we can also have a tag program at the same time. So it, it just gives us many more options as this weird three-man group.
1: But didn't when the night when Kofi was in the Money in the Bank and you guys were defending, did you guys lose?
3: Yeah, I lost in my in my, in my in my in my in my first defense of the tag team championships. Looks like pop have been in there to but it's have okay. you back. Because but the thing that happened is we weren't at full strength because we were attacked in Kobe's Money in the Bank match. Uh, he was robbed of yeah. becoming Mister Money in the Bank, which in my opinion should have happened years ago. Well, yeah, but that's neither
5: here nor okay. there. Here. I invented the damn thing. I haven't won it. Yeah, see? So I feel too bad. Let me ask you a question, Chris. How do you become a multiple time champion? You are the uh, you have the most Intercontinental Champion reigns, right? The most. Well, yeah. How do you
1: become? I guess just be as, as many matches as you can. Right. But you also
5: have to lose at certain points
1: mm. right. Sure mm. gotcha. We can't set, become two-time <laughs>
5: two time champions Without losing once Two times Two times Two times.
1: two times. Mm. Mm. You always get those jack-offs to say, you're a nine-time champion, but it means you lost ten times. <laughs> yeah, it's the worst. Good one. I get it. Real clever. It's, it's a work. Just getting ready to, 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 to wrap it up. I want to know um, your favorite match that you've ever had. Uh, start with you, Kof, if you had to pick one or two. Oh, I mean, actually, man, the, t- tell me a little bit first about geez. the Madison Square Garden moment because that to me yeah. is like I still think of that as we mentioned earlier. No matter what happened before, after, during, that moment there was one of the biggest star-making moments I've ever seen in my life.
5: It was awesome, man. Um, I really have a hard time. I- I'm not trying to like toot my own horn by any means. I just did. It. I'm man. telling you, it was an amazing, amazing yeah. match. Thank amazing you, man. Night. Thank With you. Randy Orton, who's yes. one of the best
1: wrestlers of all it, time. What,
5: what a lot of people forget is that Rowdy Piper was in there about to get punted by Randy I don't remember Orton, that. So no, no one remembers that. So, so what was the setup? What happened? Uh, so P- uh, Piper and Orton were doing something, and then Orton was going to like, you know, he was the legend killer or whatever at that time, and he was going to like punt him in the head and cue my music, which is actually cued late. And you see Randy, like, throw his hands up in the air because he was pissed off. Classic uh, bad so, poker face yeah. sport. So, so anyway, I come Ba-boom. sliding in to save Roddy Piper, which, mind-blowing, you know, yeah. as a kid. Like, who would have thought that someday I'd be saving Roddy Piper in the ring? In the so, garden. In the garden, you know. And, uh, you know, New York being one of the cool towns, they're all, like, cheering for it to happen. And they want Randy to, like, win. And they see Kofi come out. And, you know, people are kind of, like, cheering for Randy and kind of booing me. And uh, I remember specifically Randy throwing me over like one of the uh, guardrails and someone's like, oh, kick his ass, Randy, oh, get him up. So, you know, we fight, fight, fight all the way through the arena and eventually, like, I put him on the table. And as I go to climb up, now everyone's cheering for me. So you talk about, like, turning the crowd in New York of all places and MSG was amazing. And I, like, I went up to the top and then had the refs, like, pull me down. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so they, the refs pulled me back down, boo, and then I swim my way back to the top, you know, and uh, and jump off this balcony and put, like, Orton through the table. And all of a sudden, like, everybody is on their feet, and we had completely, like, turned the crowd. And it was cool on, like, so many levels because I got to show a different side. You know, I was always the happy-go-lucky Jamaican guy. And uh, now I'm, like, putting Randy Orton through tables in Madison Square Garden, you know. So just, um, just awesome, you know. Uh, I guess you know my my favorite match or favorite moment always kind of changes, uh, but I guess for today that will be the that'll That's be the one. one. Yeah. yeah, it was, I, I was a really really cool moment, especially like the garden too. Like it's been kind of you know um, reconstructed or whatever, um, remodeled, yeah, remodeled. It, yeah. So it's different. We don't come out from the middle like mm-hmm. we are, like they used to like we used to watch. So that was right. like one of the last times. That you know used to be kind of a out. side
1: hallway that you'd walk out. You were basically ten feet from the ring. Yeah, from that side yeah, there, yeah.
5: Classic, um, very distinctive when you would watch it, and uh, you, you know that that was MSG. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So now everyone comes down from the ramp. So I mean, it's still MSG, but it's not the old MSG that it used to be. So I'm just so grateful that I got to have that moment in the classic MSG. You know, um, definitely a really cool moment. Yeah, bro. absolutely. I agree. Big Big E.
1: Uh, I gotta say, He's it's got hard. an E for a name, <laughs> Big E. We had that, a funny promo that one time where I just went through every E name I could think of. That
4: haunted me for a while. <laughs> I'm sure. Just the E name. <laughs> um, there's a lot of. I, I feel like I, I want to pick a New Day match, but um, I'd have to say probably the Raw match I had with Punk. Uh, I think. Oh. Uh, I think Maddox. It was like I think it was early in the show, whatever Maddox called or something, where he like challenge someone to come down and fight, Some, something like that. And it was just a match, obviously uh, punk up, of mm-hmm. course. But, uh, no, it was, it was a big thing for me uh, because I spent, so my bodyguard run was over with Dolphin AJ, spent about six weeks doing nothing on Raw or SmackDown, just superstars, main event. Uh, and then I remember the morning of the, uh, that Raw, I got my travel for the next week, and I wasn't going to Raw. It was just SmackDown. So this it's not looking good. It's like the beginning of the end. They're not okay, gonna take me to Raw right. anymore. I might be sent back down. It's not looking good. Uh, and then uh, I, I show up to work that day and find out that uh, I have the match with Punk and it went well. We got to work again. I think the next day it's SmackDown and then that was my baby face turn. Uh, and the cool thing for me was finding out later, I talked to uh, AJ who obviously I was aligned with for a while and, and she told me afterwards that Punk asked to work with me and uh, I got an oppert- opportunity afterwards to thank him. And uh, he he really uh, he said some really positive things and, and uh, you know told me that you know talent always rises to the top and mm-hmm. you just deserve an opportunity. So for a guy who really had he had n- no real allegiances with me, he didn't owe me anything. Uh, he was in a much better spot than I was for him to stick his neck out, talk to Vince, and ask to work with me uh, was really cool. So um, you know I, I was at a position then where I didn't know if things uh, were going to go well for me on the main, on the main roster, if I was going to be sent back down. Or kind of where my career was headed so i feel like i don't know if i ever get an opportunity to do what i'm doing now with the new day if it wasn't for punk so it's just one of those things that Absolutely. i'm eternally grateful for and it's it's the match which went well and it's also the backstory with the story him behind. sticking his neck out so I, i'll never have a negative word uh to say about him because
1: that meant a lot to me oh punk's a tremendous performer too man yeah you know and cares enough to know that you're a guy that he could work with and have some fun with You know, plus he gets to take the pillow finish.
4: (laughs) Well, he he didn't end up taking the pillow finish. uh,
1: Aftermath, maybe. Woods, have you even had a match? Right? (laughs) Jeez. I'm out there talking my
3: ass off, though. Um, uh, Just like in career? Overall? Okay. uh, Probably uh, I had a match in TNA with Petey Williams. I don't oh, yeah. remember the I don't remember the pay per view. Canadian Destroyer, for. right? Yeah, dude, yeah. he's awesome. Uh, so it was like it was for the exhibition title. It was my first like singles pay per view match that I'd ever had. Um, and just like I first off, like I loved the match, but build up to it, like in my own head, was I was an Atlanta kid, so I grew up watching WCW, and like uh, one of my guys was like Eugene Nagata, and I mm-hmm. loved him, and that got me more into cruiserweights. Wow, and then I I don't know, I just yeah. love Eugene Nagata, but. uh watching Yuji like got me into you and like your baby your your heel stuff like ripping up the uh, tuxedos and, and stuff and, oh, actually, like, yeah. and like I love that sort of stuff so that really got me into like watching more cruiser so when I got into TNA with the exhibition stuff um, not having the opportunity to go to Japan before I went there working with guys like like PD and Alex Shelley uh, and Sanjay, Jay Lethal, Chris Saban like those guys uh, it, it just felt really good to be able to learn from them and then be put in that position to wrestle in that type of match when I didn't have that kind of style in my head beforehand so um that, that to me is my favorite match that I've, that I've had so far it's just super fun uh, the crowd hated me even though it was the baby face which is my usual thing <laughs> people just dislike me for whatever reason um so hey, whatever so, yeah. it takes, man. Right. Yeah. yeah. And, and,
1: and listen, that's one of the things that's one of the reasons why I wanted to have you guys on respect the fact that when the writer said you got to come up with something, which makes me laugh because they're called writers and they're called creatives, <laughs> but you have to do it. You guys banded together, came up with new day and now you're ex tag team champions and you're on the rise. You got fancy sweatsuits <laughs> which are still waiting for mine. But, mail, uh, Great having you guys on man and uh, and re Sis Cups. Uh, re Cis Cups sponsorship <laughs> yeah. money. Yeah. You get yeah. these at the mall though? let's go to work? Get these boys. At the mall. Yes sir. <laughs> oh no. No, I didn't trick or
5: treat for these no <laughs>
1: All right, thanks to New Day, Big E, Kofi Kingston, Xavier Woods. Great guys, great chemistry. I'm very excited for the future for them. They really stumbled upon something. just goes to show, if nothing's going on, you got to go out and make it happen, Cap'n. Go do your thing and put together the pieces yourself. That's what those three guys did. And now they're having uh, the, the biggest boom of their career, I'd have to say, at this point. Uh, and also, too, another thing. Just because you just, uh, once again, talking about the uh, the influence of Roddy Piper, like Kofi said, when he did the, 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 the biggest moment of his career, when he um, put Randy Orton through the table in Madison Square Garden, he was running down to save Roddy Piper. Roddy Piper, always a catalyst, always a mover and a shaker. God bless you, Roddy Piper. Uh, we thank you for all that you did. And we'll never forget you here on Talk is Jericho. And I'll never forget you guys uh, who come to the shows. This weekend, uh, had a great, great time working with Kevin Owens. What a talent, man. That guy was, uh, he's an amazing worker. We had two cage matches and a normal match. San Diego, Fresno, and, um, Ontario. Thank you if you were there. I enjoyed it. Uh, Freak week almost done seven podcasts, a press day. I'm all bruised up. I got a charley horse from the cage. My shoulder hurts, and I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. I'm going to continue working the Y2J WWE Summer Tour. Only a few dates left, August 15th in Detroit. I heard the rumors that I'm working with uh, Owens again there. August 21st in Bridgeport. August 29th in San Juan, Puerto Rico. August 30th, Tallahassee, Florida. And that's it. The Summer Tour is done. I'm sorry it's over. That's the bad news. Good news is, 11 days later, the Y2J Fall Tour starts when I go back on the road in Calgary, Edmonton, then head over to Syracuse and Toronto, and I believe there's a Rochester, Madison Square Garden, Worcester, Uh, so many shows coming up, but that'll be, uh, that'll be in September and October. The, uh, the shows will continue. And the Fozzie shows will also continue this weekend. August 8th, Festival of Friends in Ontario. August 9th, Heavy Montreal in Montreal. It's going to be in front of about 60,000 people. We're excited about that. Also excited to hit the high seas with KISS and the KISS Navy on the KISS cruise. That's October 30th going to Jamaica, man. Uh, And then November 14th, the Cinderblock Party Tour continues over in the UK and in Europe. That's with Sumo Psycho and Nonpoint, Hamburg, Berlin, Cologne, Reading, London, Manchester, Birmingham, Newcastle, Sheffield. Just a handful of the dates that we're doing. Go to FozzyRock.com and get all the information on tickets and VIP packages. We have one of the best VIP packages in the business. We are coming to destroy you. In November, we're excited about that. And I'm excited. I got so many great guests coming up on Talk is Jericho over the next few weeks, months. I want to thank you for being here. And thanks to all the great sponsors of TIJ, Uber, Meandies, DraftKings, Amazon. Don't forget, if you're doing some shopping, you're going to buy some stuff, do it through my Amazon links at podcastone.com. You click on the supporter shows banner at the top of the page. Eight, then you hit the Talk is Jericho button. Links for the Amazon USA, Amazon UK, Amazon Canada A. Every time you make a purchase, Amazon kicks back a little cash to show. Help us cover production costs. You can get anything you want on Amazon. All the seasons of Saved by the Bell, starring Dennis Haskins on DVD. What a great show he did uh, here on on Talk to Jericho. Go go back and check that one out. Uh, Go back and check out Nick Aldis, Jeff Jarrett, Talking Global Force Wrestling uh, Nick's book, The Superstar Body is out by that. Check out Randy Bly's new book, Dark Days, one of my favorite books that I've read in a while. So much stuff that you can go check out. Go buy anything you want, you know, go buy barbecue tongs. I don't care. Just use the talk as Jericho link and help keep the lights on here, man. Help keep the microphone cords, a, a-, a rocking. I carry all my stuff in a pillowcase. What happens if my pillowcase breaks? I got to buy a new pillowcase and you can help me do that. You go to podcastone.com. You click on the support or sponsors banner at the top of the page then you hit the talk is jericho button all right thank you so much for being here thanks to new day thank you roddy piper we love you and thanks to you we will see you this friday a lot of you guys have been talking about my paranormal shows you like them you want more paranormal you want more uh more uh, supernatural this isn't really paranormal or supernatural kind of is conspiracy theories dealt with that when i had jesse ventura on now i've got the top conspiracy theorist expert in the entire nation today greg carlwood from the higher side chats is going to be here and wait till you hear some of the stories that he has to tell mind-blowing thought-provoking greg carlwood conspiracies chris jericho we'll see you on friday and a big "Yeah, Yeah, yeah boy yeah yeah boy yeah yeah boy
5: yeah yeah boy Yeah, yeah, boy. You can download new episodes of Talk is Jericho every Wednesday and Friday
0: at PodcastOne.com. That's PodcastONE.com.